welcome to today's episode of the Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast, where we offer actions and steps you can take today to start supporting and balancing your hormones. This is your podcast host, Leah Brueggemann. I am honored and excited to be your guide on your way to better understanding your hormone health and how it affects your everyday life. So now that you know that you have four phases of your menstrual cycle, let's talk about how you're going to track for ovulation, right? So I know that all of you have an app and you think that it tells you when you ovulate and I'm here to tell you that it can't do that, right? It's just an app. It's just following an algorithm. Yeah, and yes, there are some really smart apps out there, but don't ever trust an app to predict an ovulation for you. You need to become knowledgeable to understand your cycle, okay? An app cannot predict an ovulation. I'm going to say that like a thousand times and it's fine. I'll just keep saying it. Okay, so I am not teaching you any sort of method on how to track your cycle. This is literally knowledge for you to take to better understand your health, okay? So I'm not here to be like, okay, I'm going to teach you Billings or Creighton or Symptothermal. That's that's not what I'm here for. I'm here for to teach you how to track your cycle to understand your health, okay? All right, so step one, get a basal body thermometer. You can get one for like $10 on Amazon, and then I would get a free app to track your cycle so that you can have somewhere to put this data. There, there's that tricky word again, you guys. I like Kendara personally. It's super simple. Um, I just use a free version. Just go into the settings. Make sure that, you know, the option to track your, um, t- your temperature is on, right? Okay, so you take your thermometer and you're going to put it on top of your phone. Or if you're a really, really, really smart, you don't have your phone in your bedroom and so you're going to put it next to your alarm clock, right? So your alarm's going to go off in the morning. It's going to go and you're going to reach over and turn off your alarm and you're going to take your thermometer out and you're going to stick it under your mouth and you're going to lay there for five minutes and let it just kind of settle and then you're going to turn it on and let it take your temp. So while you're waiting for it to take your temp, you can go ahead and think about three things that you're grateful for. Let's start the day off in a positive mindset. And the thermometer is going to go beep, 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 beep. You're going to take it out. You're going to look at it and go, cool, 97.5. And you're going to pull out your app and you're going to put your temp in there. Okay. It may not happen exactly in that order. So maybe you have to take it out and look at your temp and then you have to rush out the door or something. I don't know. But either way, just take your temp. You want to have a minimum, a minimum of three hours of sleep before taking your temp. So if you just randomly wake up at four, just take your temp then and then go back to sleep. Okay. So you're taking your temp, you're putting it into your handy dandy app, and then you're going to go to the chart section on the app. So you can kind of see it has made a graph, right? Super cool. Now you're looking at it and you go, cool, this makes no sense. That's because you only have a couple temps in there, okay? Wait for two weeks and you can kind of look back and it will start to make a lot more sense, okay? So pre-ovulation, your temps are going to be a little bit lower, right? You're going to have a lower resting body temp, okay? So let's say maybe 
pre-ovulation, so the start of your period, they're like 97.5, 97.8, 97.3, 97.6, okay? They're fluctuating, dun, 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 dun. And what did I say your highest one was? 97.8, okay. So the day after you ovulate, or after ovulation, remember, we know that ovulation, that follicle forms the corpus luteum, which is then going to produce progesterone. Progesterone raises your body temp, you guys, right? So that's going to be reflected in your basal body thermometer. So you're going to take your temp after you ovulate and you're going to notice a spike, right? So you want to see a really nice, beautiful spike, typically like to see 0.4 degrees Fahrenheit above your previous highest temp, okay? So you can't see my hands here, but I'm demonstrating. I wish you could see. So your previous highest temp was 97.8. That means post-ovulation, you have to have, what is it, 98.2, okay? And it has to stay up above that cover line. So your cover line is like the line you're going to place where you previously had your highest temp. Okay, so 97.8. After that temp spike, it can't drop down below that cover line for four days. Okay, that's going to confirm ovulation. So the reason why I say that is because you may have a random spike, like it may be 98.2 and you go, oh my goodness, I ovulated, so cool. But then the next day it's back down to 97.5. No, 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 no. You did not ovulate. That was just a random blurb. Maybe you had alcohol the day before, maybe you didn't get as much sleep or something like that. That's why it's really important to wait for that four-day sustained temp rise because that's for sure going to let you know that you ovulated, okay? So we're going to review. You ready? So pre-ovulation, your temps are going to be a little bit lower, okay? 97.5, 97.6. I'm just making up numbers. 97.8, 97.3. You're going to ovulate, and it's going to jump. We're looking for a really nice temp spike, right? It's going to jump to 0.4 degrees Fahrenheit above your previous highest temp. So your previous highest temp was 97.8. So you have 98.2, and now it has to stay above that cover line for four days. So 98.2, 98.4, 98.3, 98.2 again. (laughs) And your temps are gonna waffle back and forth, but they're gonna stay up there until the first day of your period. And then your temp is going to plummet, okay? that is going to let you know that your period is going to start, which is so cool because I don't know about you, but I am sure that I am not the only one that before I used to do this, I would ruin underwear. Okay, everyone, you know what I'm talking about? Period underwear. It's a thing. It is totally a thing. I'm not talking about the fancy like things underwear that you literally wear on your period. I'm talking about the gross, nasty underwear that you have because you always ruin it on your period. That's what I'm talking about. Well, you will never have that issue again because when your temp drops, you know that your period is going to start and I think that that is one of the coolest things ever, okay? So, that is why it is important to track your cycle because not only will you know when you're ovulating, but you're also going to know when your period is going to start, which is so important, okay? So let's go over one other thing that's going to let you know um, about ovulation and you want to keep track of for health reasons, right? 
is cervical mucus. I know you're over here going, that's disgusting. I don't want to talk about it, Leah. Well, guys, there's no TMI here. We're going to talk about cervical mucus. I'm sorry. Okay. So you're done bleeding. As you're heading into ovulation, okay, so our pre-ovulation, your body is going to create cervical mucus. Why? Because that is what takes the sperm to the egg, okay? Your vagina is naturally acidic, right? So the cervical mucus creates a habitable environment for the sperm. And you're over here like, I don't really care, Leah. I'm not trying to get pregnant. Okay, well, the reason that you want to pay attention to this is it's going to let you know how your reproductive health is in general, okay? So if you are not creating cervical mucus, that is not a good sign, okay? All right, that could mean multiple things because is your estrogen low, okay? That's what's going to be creating your cervical mucus, all right, that's important to know. That's important to know. There's so many symptoms of low estrogen. We're not going to get into them, but one of them being depression. Okay, so you want to pay attention to your cervical mucus. If you aren't having it, it's letting you know something is off. If you have a ton of cervical mucus, like it never stops your whole cycle, that's telling you something is off. Okay, so we track it. So how do we track your cervical mucus? Okay, you can... If you're just doing the basic, basic level, you guys, just pay attention. Like, you'll notice it in your underwear. Cervical mucus is not um, like, a wa- like a wet patch. It's literally something you can pick up, okay? And you will have um, non-peak uh, cervical mucus, which is more like creamy and white, kind of like a lotion And then as you get closer and closer to ovulation, you'll get what is called peak cervical mucus, which looks like stretchy egg whites, right? can stretch it between your fingers um, and that is your fertile cervical mucus right and then when you ovulate progesterone dries up your cervical mucus now the reason why it's so important to pay attention to your cervical mucus is if you're having cervical mucus throughout your whole cycle that is telling you something is off, all right? Maybe you are not getting enough progesterone to dry up your cervical mucus, okay? Maybe you don't have any cervical mucus, okay? That could be a sign of maybe you are low estrogen. Your body's not producing estrogen to produce cervical mucus. Um, Another reason why you may have cervical mucus throughout your whole cycle is maybe you have a thyroid issue. That can point to a thyroid issue. Um, Or maybe you have cervical mucus, but you never get the peak type of cervical mucus. That can point to a nutrition deficiency. This is why it is so important to just track your cycle and understand these health signs, okay? Um, What are some other cervical... Okay, so another one that's really, really important when it comes to tracking cervical mucus is maybe you get um, wet wet spots in your underwear, um, but it's not actually cervical mucus, not something you could pick up, okay? That could point to cervical dysplasia. Like if you're having that all cycle long and it's not something you can pick up, it's more like a wet spot, doesn't really have an odor, okay, maybe you should go to your doctor. Do you see how just understanding your cycle gives you so much insight to your health, right? So, let's talk a little bit more about our temps, okay? So we talked about what a beautiful temp chart looks like, right? Now, what if you don't have a beautiful temp chart, okay? What if your temp chart is all 
over the place and it's just like 98.1 97.2 98.3 and it looks like you're drunk okay there's a couple things you might want to think about do you have a defective thermometer let's just start with the basics and then secondly try and make sure you're getting consistent sleep okay are you getting enough sleep with you know blackout curtains you know having a beautiful circadian rhythm are you um, making sure that you're putting the thermometer and letting it settle in your mouth for like i don't know 15 minutes, not 15 minutes, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, five minutes uh, before you turn it on so it can kind of settle and not be a freezing cold thermometer so you can get your true temp. Um, You know, did you not sleep well the night before? Um, Alcohol can change readings. All of this stuff is important. So just try and maybe rule some things out to start getting consistent readings, right? If you have no temp spike, okay, so it's just waffling up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down, and then you have a bleed, you guys, that's telling you that you didn't ovulate. There was no confirmed ovulation. That is telling you something is wrong with your hormones. This is why we track, okay? Or maybe you have a temp spike, but it's just a little, little baby temp spike, that's telling you maybe we don't have a lot of progesterone. Maybe we have too much estrogen, not enough progesterone, okay? It's a possible, it's a possible symptom, okay? I'm not diagnosing you here. I'm literally just giving you possible scenarios. Or maybe you have a temp spike, right? You ovulated, but then your temp drops and your period starts and it's only been like five days or eight days. That's telling you, okay, I'm ovulating, but my luteal phase, my time from ovulation to my period is too short. Okay, now we need to get to the root cause of what's causing that and fix it, okay? See what your cycle is telling you before maybe you just thought you were having a period every 28 days. You didn't realize that you ovulated a little bit later and had a really short luteal phase. That's so important to know. Oh my goodness. So I hope that I have convinced you to start tracking your cycle. I think it is so empowering as a woman to track your cycle and just understand what's happening. Okay. So there's so many things that we're going to go into this when it, things that we can learn about our cycle, but first you have to just start tracking it and start seeing what's going on. Are you ovulating? How long is your luteal phase? How long do you bleed for? How long is your follicular phase? It's just super cool to start to learn. Are you creating cervical mucus? Are you getting peak cervical mucus? That stretchy stuff like egg whites. Is it drying up post ovulation? These are all things that you want to be paying attention to, right? So I hope that I've inspired you to go track your cycle. So go get your thermometer, download your app, and happy cycle tracking. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Balancing Hormones Naturally. If you found this helpful, I would love for you to share it with a friend and post it on your stories and tag Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast so we can get this message out. You can find me on Instagram at Leah underscore B-R-U-E-G, and I would absolutely love to hear from you.